0: Welcome
1: to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler. And on this episode of the pod, we are serving up a 15-minute amuse-bouche on the online advertising programme, or OAP for short. I know, just when you thought the industry couldn't possibly handle another acronym, a new one appears. And if you didn't know already, this is a pretty important one. The IAB's Policy Powerhouse, a.k.a. Head of Policy and Regulatory Affairs, Christy dennehy neal is here with our new Public Policy Manager, Beth Rogers, to get us up to speed on just what the OAP is and why it matters. And I started by asking Christy to give a brief explainer of exactly what the online advertising programme is.
2: The online advertising programme actually began life as a review of online advertising, which was announced way back in 2019, actually, by the then Secretary of State for the Department for Digital Culture, Media and Sport. Mm. That was an announcement that the government would consider how online advertising is regulated in the UK and it kind of came out of the back of a couple of reviews that the government had commissioned into, for example, sustainability of the press and a review looking at competition as well. And both those reviews threw up questions about digital advertising and so DCMS decided that they would consider all of those within a kind of a single review and then in 2020 they ran a call for evidence focusing on online advertising content and placement standards and then at some point the work evolved into being known as the online ad program and that led then to a consultation being published earlier this year
1: wow i thought it'd be way more straightforward than that
2: <laughs> No <tense. laughs>
1: and christy why has the government launched a consultation on it
2: Consultation is the government's process, basically, for setting out its thinking and its proposals about how regulation could look for digital advertising in the future. So over those last couple of years since it launched the review and it held a call for evidence, it's been considering what the options are really for regulating digital advertising. And the consultation, therefore, sets out its current thinking. So it sets out the understanding that DCMS has of the existing landscape, of the supply chain, of how it works, touches on existing regulation and standards, and then talks about basically what are the options available to government in terms of a future regulatory framework. And those options, there's kind of three main options for a kind of an overarching approach, I suppose, one of which is continue with the existing approach. So that includes, for example, the self-regulatory framework administered through the ASA, who are the existing advertising regulator, mm-hmm. the kind of consumer facing regulator, perhaps strengthened by some of the other developments that are going on in that space, such as the intermediary and platform principles that are being piloted this year. So that's one option continue with that approach plus existing other industry initiatives. Then there's a kind of second approach, which is build on that approach mm-hmm. by, for example, introducing some other regulators to the space as what's known as sort of statutory backstops so they step in where breaches of rules occur, then you've got a regulator that has powers in legislation to, for example, investigate or impose sanctions. And there's a couple of different options within that that are set out. So that's what you might think of as a bit of a co-regulatory approach, Mm. where you have the ASA, but you also have some statutory regulators enforce the rules so that there's a kind of double, double approach there. So if companies are not complying Mm -hmm. with for example the cap code which the asa enforces that the asa can refer that then to a regulator that has legal powers to take action so that's kind of one option and again as part of that that could include adapting or adopting other industry codes good practices standards and things Mm -hmm. like that the third option is the most extreme option which is actually an entirely statutory approach so what that means is the government would legislate to set out what the regulatory approach was, potentially what the rules are that digital advertising companies have to comply with. And you would also have as that option a statutory regulator that, again, would have legal powers to, for example, investigate, require information, issue sanctions, fines, that kind of thing. That's very much a kind of extreme option because it would be, essentially removing what we have at the moment. It would be getting rid of the ASA and the CAP system. Potentially, it would be kind of maybe overriding or undermining uh, other industry standards that we have as well. So that's a very extreme option, but it's an option that's on the table.
1: Got it. I haven't heard the term backstop for, you know, good two or three years. I mean, it was (laughs) properly... On vogue, wasn't it? For uh, a certain period. Probably as extreme as option three sounds. You know, this all potentially sounds like a good thing, right?
0: Absolutely. So our perspective at the IAB is is very much that this is an opportunity for industry to to come together and work with government to, first of all, really champion the good work already being done by the ASA and wider industry. So stuff like the IAB's gold standard and the Intermediary and Platform Principles Initiative. Mm. So we're doing all sorts of good stuff already that we should recognise and celebrate. But equally, we, we should see this as a chance to look at how we can better tackle challenges caused by bad actors and some of the harms that sort of occur in the supply chain. But but what we want to do through the consultation is ensure that any change that occur in the regulatory space are really targeted and they work well to address harms and they work for industry. So I think the key from our perspective is getting as much industry engagement as possible so that we really can shape and influence a a regulatory future that will really work for industry and does target the harms as and where they occur.
1: It sort of makes sense, multiple voices rather than one. And I should say, Beth, welcome to the podcast. This is your (laughs) debut.
0: Thank you, James. Yeah, never thought I'd be on a podcast, and here I am.
1: Never thought you'd be (laughs) on the world-famous IBUK podcast. I mean, you've gone right in at the top. This is sort of creme de la creme of the industry. (laughs) Don't make
2: me nervous, James.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Christy, what do we want to see come out of the process?
2: I think we really want to make the most of the opportunity, as mm. Beth said. What we did before the consultation was launched, actually, we worked with the members to come up with some principles for what we wanted to see from a future regulatory framework. And I guess that's really what we want to come out of this process. So they're things like, as Beth already alluded to, recognition of the value of existing self-regulatory mechanisms, industry initiatives and standards. So we think it's really important the government builds on what's working, mm. as well as identifying and addressing gaps and then really focusing in kind of plugging the gaps rather than duplicating or undermining what's already there. As part of that as well, we think it's really important that there's a recognition of and support for the value of the ad-funded business model yeah, yeah. and its crucial role in the digital economy. We obviously had the ad spend figures published relatively recently, mm. the, the sector is booming, mm. but it's really <laughs> important that it's the value of that to kind of wider society is really recognised and protected. A bit more specifically, I think what we want to see is more coherence in terms of policy and regulatory work streams. Over the last few years, there's mm. been a lot of disparate pieces of yeah, work yeah. coming out of not just DCMS, but from other regulators as well. So our, our hope is that what the OAP can help to deliver is a kind of coherent, consistent approach to regulating digital mm. advertising. That's aligned with the government's digital regulation plan, which very much talks about supporting innovation, intervening only where it's necessary and having a really kind of future facing Mm. approach to digital regulation. And as part of that, it's absolutely essential that any proposals that come forward through the OIP are evidence based and that there's a robust justification for any proposals for new regulation or for changes to regulation. It's quite tempting, I think, sometimes for government and regulators to kind of think something must be done. But it's really important, actually, that it's evidence-led, because that's the only way you're going to, A, really understand what the problems are, where they're occurring, why they're occurring. But then you need that evidence and that insight to then understand, actually, what are the right solutions Mm -hmm. to different kinds of problems. So that's a real key point for us. And I think the other thing we'd like to see more of that, again, we hope can emerge through the RAP, is more cooperation between industry and law enforcement and regulators, particularly right. thinking about Beth mentioned bad actors, mm. some of whom are behaving, you know, I- illegally or are criminal actors. If you think about things like fraud and yeah. scam ads, so we really hope that what can come out of this is a coordinated approach to working together and sharing information that can really tackle those, the you know, the real bad actors who who exploit digital advertising and kind of give it a bad name for consumers.
1: I hear this evidence-based approach again and again. I mean, you talk lots about it when we we're going through all of the HFSS stuff as well, but it is really important that this stuff is based on fact, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You can't design good policy mm. without evidence. And, and as a kind of a matter of sort of literary principle, which the government has recognised through its own digital regulation plan, you know, policy and, and regulatory intervention needs to be evidence-led, yeah. Not least because it won't work. (laughs) If it's not, it (laughs) won't be effective. You'll end up with lots of measures that are there just for the sake of it that actually aren't achieving the outcome you want and aren't addressing you know the core issue and I think HFS mm. remains a good example mm. of that. Yes, absolutely. Obesity and children's obesity is a problem, but really, you know, headline grabbing measures banning advertising probably not really what's going to really yeah. shift the dial when it comes to a yeah. you know a serious public health issue.
1: If you're listening to this Beth if you're a member, what can you be doing? What do you need to be doing now?
0: I think from our perspective, we all need to be seeing this as a real call to action. Mm. So the consultation runs about another three weeks to go till it closes. And we shouldn't sort of sit back and rest in our laurels yeah. and think this process will go on forever and, and there's lots of opportunities. You should see this as let's get in now, let's respond to the consultation, let's give government a clear steer about where we want to see things go. So I think at the IAB we're going to be doing our own consultation response and mm-hmm. we, we'd love members to get involved with that and to, to feed into that. So if you do have thoughts, questions, concerns, input, please do get in touch with Christy and I and we will reflect that in our IAB's response. But equally we're very much encouraging members to send in their own responses to yeah. DCMS because I think there is real value in weight in numbers and Mm. and giving a clear sense of voices across the industry different business sizes different sectors of the supply chain so that dcms really sees a full complete picture of where we want to get to in terms of regulation so i think if you're thinking about submitting your own consultation response we can help with that as well so please do get in touch with us because it's i realize it's it's quite a dense document the consultation and there are quite a lot of questions so we're more than happy to help you and support you with drafting and putting forward uh, your own answers
1: Yeah, brilliant. Uh, And I guess getting representation from all the different corners and the various ends of the spectrum of digital as well. It's not just this thing, affiliate marketing versus search versus influence versus I mean they're all very different things and of course our response will reflect all of those, but having those voices I guess specifically will help the cause. And once that consultation closes, Christy, what happens after that?
2: We don't have a lot of clarity about what exactly will happen after that. Throughout this process it's kind of I suppose evolved as it's gone from the government side. Mm. So what we would expect to happen sort of as a matter of course with a consultation is that government takes some time to obviously review all the information and evidence that comes in from stakeholders, which is obviously going to include, you know, many advertising industry representatives, companies in the space, but it's also going to include a whole host of other stakeholders, you know, thinking about consumer groups or anti-fraud groups or, you know, other parts of of the advertising industry as well. So they'll review the responses, what people have said, what views people have given, what we're expecting, based on what we know at the moment, is perhaps an indication of a direction of travel right. from the government. So some sort of announcement in autumn, which in government speak sort of means <laughs> very vague timing could be any time up till Christmas. So, um, <laughs> they like to use seasons, so they're not tied down too good. closely to deadlines. <laughs> but at some point in the autumn, we're expecting them to kind of make a statement about you know, where this is going next. Mm. So, for example, that could be ruling in a certain option or ruling out a certain option or saying what they're going to explore in more detail. And we would, I think, reasonably expect then after that there to be at least uh, another phase of consultation on some more specifics and detail. So the consultation itself is relatively high level in terms of, you know, what future regulation might look like. There needs to be a lot more meat put on the bones, a lot more detailed explanation. There also needs to be a lot more kind of analysis of the evidence particularly the costs and benefits so we would expect all of that to kind of follow but we don't know specifically when or how so best thing really for members is to just kind of stay tuned make sure you're you know checking our newsletters and our Mm. emails we'll keep you posted as soon as we know any more about the process
1: yeah and you said it earlier i mean this has taken lots of different shapes and iterations and you know it's what has now become the oap and there's lots of other things that are coming out of dcms as well my sense from you and i think just being around this for a couple of weeks is i mean this is a big deal this isn't just another one of those things that you can kind of put on the back burner and forget about you really need to familiarize yourself with what's going on here
2: definitely yeah i think that's a really good point i think sometimes with consultations you know sometimes they don't apply to all types of company they don't apply to all members they can be on issues that that are a bit tangential Mm -hmm. this is absolutely not one of those consultations this is really key and will affect the whole digital advertising ecosystem one way or another. Regulation will change. The question is, to what degree and, and how? And this is, as Beth was saying, really the industry's opportunity to, to get in early with some clear messages about what we think good looks like, how we think we can get to the right outcomes with regulation for the for the future. And as I said, most companies will be affected one way or another if you're involved in ad buying or selling or placement, like this is for you. So I think whilst the consulting is long really I think you, you know you can <laughs> if members want to kind of really get to grips with what is actually being proposed cut to the chase then you can look at section 6 which is called options for regulatory reform and that's really where right. the government's setting out some of its ideas and options about what could happen in the future and how we could approach regulation so I would really encourage members to look at that section and there are some examples as well in, in the appendix that kind of illustrate how some of these approaches might work in practice so have a look at those. to really understand what's at stake here. And then, as Beth said, if you want to know more, obviously get in touch, ask us. We're very happy to help with questions. But also, it's really important that you start to think about what the implications might be of some of these measures. If they were to go ahead, how would they impact your company? And really share that information with us or submit your own response so that government really understands. Because I think one of the challenges with this consultation is... There isn't a very comprehensive evidence base, so I think there's a general acceptance. Yes, advertising can cause harm if it's not properly controlled and companies are not responsible, but those harms are very different. They happen in very different places. They're not all the same risk and the same impact. Many of them are already controlled for already, so it's important that we encourage DCMS to kind of channel its thinking, as I was saying earlier, towards the areas where Government can really help make a difference. And so understanding what's being proposed and how it would impact and then sharing that information back with DCMS is really important.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds very clear. I love the sort of the York notes, you know, if you don't want to read all of it, just go to section six. (laughs) Options for regulatory reform. There you go. Christy, absolutely brilliant as ever. Beth, staggeringly good debut, I think, there. Flawless.
0: oh, oh. James,
2: Clutter me.
1: You can (laughs) definitely come back on. What a dynamic duo we have in the policy engine room at the IB. But thank you both (laughs) very much for, for talking us through all of the detail.
2: Thanks,
0: James.
1: Thanks, James. Cheers. So, now you know the OAP, not old age pensioner, but online advertising program, succinctly explained by Christy and Beth, who were taking a short break there from penning the IAB's consultation response. And as they say, with just three weeks to go, it's so important that all parts of the industry are engaging with the consultation and helping shape effectively what the future of regulation looks like for digital advertising. Head over to our site where you can find all of the detail and if you want to get in touch just email policy at iabuk.com if you have any questions or you want to get involved in our work. Thanks very much for listening.
0: IAB UK building a sustainable future for digital advertising.